This is another episode of Pastime Rants. This is Justin. And I'm Wes. And we've got our last NFL season podcast coming right now. Dare I say a Super Bowl special. Yes. Uh, NFL season is over. We talked about the Super Bowl, uh, halftime show, and the Hall of Fame class. That's pretty much it. Who is the goat of goats? Yeah. That was a question that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So I, enjoy. I'm right. No, you're not. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's go. All right, the NFL season is over. Hey, Don. We have a new Super Bowl champion, kinda. Well, I mean, <laughs> again. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl again. He's like the seasons. Yeah. With, <laughs> it's just going to happen. There's not a lot you can do about it. Tampa Bay won the game 31 to 9, and it really wasn't that close. They whooped their ass. It was domination. I mean, this is the most dominant Super Bowl since. Uh, the Seahawks beat Denver. I don't remember what the final score of that one was, but they got destroyed start to finish. Um, and well, like what you said going into it, and you said we watched the Super Bowl together, and you said that it's going to come down to coaching. It did, it was just the other side. Yes, they, I mean, kudos to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, defense coordinator and their coaching staff because they absolutely shut uh, Kansas City down. It's bad man. Like whoever's over that defense, it's bad man. They couldn't do anything. They they nailed it. They wrote the book on how to play against the Chiefs. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes dropped back like 49 times for passes. I think on like 30-something of those, he was pressured. He either got knocked down, he was running for his life. He was running the whole Whole, whole game. And you sent me that stat that he his running tried to not get sacked. He put up 497 yards. Something like that. Yeah, it was almost 500 yards. Almost 500 yards. Running behind the line of scrimmage. Just trying to survive. Yes. And they just could not protect him. They saved their life. That's why I was going to say I was going to save it for later. But the entire Bucks defense should have got the MVP for that Super Bowl. It's the first time I think uh, Mahomes was held without a touchdown. Um I mean, they just shut the offense down. Nine points total. That's what was crazy was it didn't, then dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute. They never even scored a touchdown. Nope. We're watching it, and I was like, this is all field goal. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean, Mahomes threw for 270 yards, which is not a lot for him. No. Um, but like we said, he was running for his life on every play. Yeah, he had no chance. He had no well, – They like you said, is like I think at halftime you said they're making them – you're only going to do anything in the sh- in the short game. They're taking the long game away. Oh yeah, they were they were not letting you. Mahomes even on the passes he did complete, he was having to check them down to run him back in the flat. Yeah, short passes. They were not letting Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey beat them for seventy yard touchdowns. No, and he was masterful. Really. It was the the way I said that uh, the week before Andy Reid was masterful with the way he used Tyree Kill. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was even better taking him away. The one thing Andy Reid's highlight in the entire Super Bowl to me was the mask he was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was chewing gum or talking the entire time, and he looked like a horse with a feed bag attached <laughs> to him. Yeah. So I was convinced he had grain in his mask the entire. And I don't know. It just it looked very strange. Uh, Travis Kelsey ended up going for 133 yards. Most of those, I think, was just in junk time. 
I mean, the game was over. Yeah. Um, again, like 70 yards on like one drive. So even Travis Kelsey was held in check for most of the game. Um, and I think we both agree the best play of the Super Bowl was okay. Antoine Winfield making a play on Tyreek Hill and squatting down and waiting for him to look up and then flashing the deuce sign. See, we are watching <laughs> that, and I was like, that's the best thing that's happened the entire night. I'd forgotten that he's the one that got beat when Tyreek – Flip. Yeah, just a few short and, weeks ago. And he ran by him, and as he's running, gave him the deuces. Yeah. And he did it to him. Mm-hmm. Like twice in that game, that dude, not only did he wait to this point to give it back to him, he waited for him to get up. Yeah. And just put it in his face. Not too long ago, it was the game that Tyreek Hill, in the first quarter I sent you, had like yeah, nine it. catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. Just insane stats. Was it the Kansas City Tampa Bay game, and they said, "Not this time. I'm gonna shut that down." It doesn't matter how fast you are. Yeah, it doesn't. Like if they if they know how to guard you, it doesn't they? they proved it. Yeah, the biggest stage that there is, they proved it. Mm-hmm. And the hometown team actually got to win a Super Bowl in their hometown. Yeah, I mean, it's never been done before, so it's hard to tell how much. Home field advantage helps, but I'm sure it had something to do with it. Well, you didn't have a packed stadium. So you, didn't. you didn't have fans going nuts, which I still think by this point, I'm like, guys, come on, it's Florida. Fill the damn thing up. Like, rules don't apply there, except for if you're the mayor. Because did you hear what the mayor did? Yes. That mayor. Now, did they burn the city down? Not really. No. No, they didn't, they didn't go absolutely berserk like most cities do when they win a championship. They weren't flipping cars. They weren't burning everything down. And she's like, she actually said this. I don't know her name, but she said, we're going to be using video surveillance to find people that were not wearing a mask during the celebration, and you will be fined and penalized for this. And I'm like, what the – I know we're getting away. I'm getting away from sports on this, but I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is wrong? You just won a Super Bowl. Your Correct. town just won a Super Bowl. In your own stadium, and you're worried about people wearing masks, and you're going to find these people and wag a finger at them. Thing about that is, there's video of her in a Tampa Bay Lightning game with no mask on. No shit. <laughs> so, guess what? Tom Brady didn't wear a mask the entire time he was on the sideline. Yeah. And he got, they were tweeting out stuff about him walking into the stadium without a mask and everything. And you know how much he gives a shit? None. That's exactly right. You <laughs> win a prize. Here you go. Um, I read that, and I said, Are you? If there was ever a what what is Joe Rogan was saying O'Brien moment O'Brien if there was ever one of those moments for a fucking political figure it's whoever she is and if I was living in that town I'd be like ah, you're not going to get reelected because that's just petty yeah I don't know I don't know um, Tom Brady wins MVP of the Super Bowl and he, he went twenty one twenty nine for two hundred yards and three touchdowns efficient I mean he did what he had to do. Um, and the thing is, once they got that lead, he understands how good his defense is. And he said, we're just going to run the ball. And I'm going to run the clock down to one every single snap, taking every second off that clock I can. And we're just going to milk the clock because we're not letting that offense come back on the field. You, you said during the game, you're like, he's not going to do what Atlanta did. Yes. <laughs> and he's not. He's not going to make that. And people were like, I think I was I was in class the other day or yesterday, and they're like, I don't know if Tom Brady should have got the MVP. I said, Well, if you didn't give it to the entire defense, who else are you gonna give it to? Yeah. I was like, geez, I mean, the dude was almost perfect. If you're not gonna give it to Tom Brady and you're not gonna give it to 
the defense. Um, maybe? Gronk, that's it. He had two touchdowns. Um, if he would have got three touchdowns, if all three of them would have been Gronk, Gronk would have got MVP. Gronk would have got MVP. And the speech probably would have been so cringy. It would have been. <laughs> it would have been, been hilarious, so though. Yeah, it's like he's, he's cringy, but he's funny because he doesn't care. Yeah. So Tampa Bay wins the game. Tom Brady now has seven Super Bowls, which is just insane. I will say this. So during the game, before the game, who was it from the Chiefs that said Brady needs to retire? I think it was uh, – was it Chris Jones? Whoever it was, they focused on him. I noticed they kept him on camera a lot. He That's number one strike right there is telling Tom Brady needs to retire. The other strike was Honey Badger. Honey Badger going out of his way to get in that man's face, thinking he's not going to come chase him down and yell back at him. You're just giving him, like I said during the game, I think I said during the game, I said, that guy has the same mentality as as, as Jordan. It's like if you fuck with him, he's just going to come back at you harder. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to give Tom Brady any more motivation. No. Um. So, yeah, I don't. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls. Um, which I think made way for the question: Is he the greatest team athlete of all time? Oh okay, yeah, I wrote that down. So I said, Tom Brady, goat of goats. He's the only. I'll put it to you like this, because I know you've been waiting for for this question to ask me. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, he's the only other one in the debate. Like, it's him and MJ and then everybody else. And I don't care how qualified you are as a sports analyst, you kiss my ass. Because mm-hmm. I already saw the boy, Stephen A. Smith. Well, he's, he's the greatest football player ever. No question. No question. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that. but now you're saying on sports in general, is he the greatest team sport athlete of all time? Yes. You think so? I think so. And you're not necessarily wrong. I know I'm not. It just <laughs> depends on how you look at it. Because like even Stephen A. brought up Bill Russell, and I'm going to beat that dead horse. I'll bring that thing back to life. Miraculously beat it again. Bill Russell is not in the debate. The championships he won, it's like Alabama, you have the best players for almost 15 years. You're supposed to win. Okay. But then when you get to Jordan and you get Tom Brady, it's so hard just to win one Super Bowl, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And so everybody figured that Tom Brady won because of the system he was in, the coach he had, all that shit. Then he just leaves one year removed. Did you see uh, Peyton Manning talking to McAfee on the show? Mm -mm. Okay, so when they had him on the bus – uh, Manning was on the bus with the other Hall of Famers going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he called in, FaceTimed in the McAfee show, and they're talking to him, whatever, and they brought up Brady. You need to look that up anyway, because it's kind of funny. Because he's sitting there talking, he's like, yeah, yeah. And as he's talking, he's like, posing, like, take the picture, take the <laughs> picture while you're on the show. Um, he said, it, for, for when he went to the Broncos, he was hurt. 
This was after the neck injury. Uh, he had surgery. They didn't know if he was going to play again. So he had like almost a year to learn mm-hmm. their playbook to get a, uh, get the, the receivers and all that. So get 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 the flow going. And he goes, I can't tell you how hard that was with time to prep. For him to go straight from the Patriots to the Bucks, straight to a Super Bowl. In a weird offseason. It's unheard of. Yeah, on top of that, on top of all the protocols you got to go to because you can't just go. He said this. He goes, I think Peyton he said, protocols be damned. I'm going left with his house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Brady did. And to be able to just hang out with your wide receivers is limited. Mm-hmm. And that, that and that timing is big. Building that yes. rep. Uh, Trust. Yes. And there's a chemistry yeah. to it that is some, a lot of times not overnight. Mm-hmm. It's just you develop it. All that being said, this dude still fucking did it. Yep. And, like, I did not think they would win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd do okay. But I had no idea. If we go back through the episodes, I'd be like, they ain't no way time they win a fucking Super Bowl. I know I said that at some point. Well, that defense came on. We were talking about the defense. getting The defense was getting better week after week after week. And it clicked in the Super Bowl. That's the best defense looked all year long. Anyway, oh, back back to the Tampa, the Tom Brady, Michael Jordan debate, the goat of goats. Now you're saying Serena Williams isn't in the conversation. Okay, the only reason, <laughs> the only reason why I brought that. Did you see this too? Yes. Okay, so I was clarifying. She didn't say that. Yes. Her they're making fans, yes, they're making the argument. Her fans were and it's the 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 word outrage mm-hmm. that people were calling Tom Brady the goat, and they're like, well, Serena did it all by herself. Okay, all right. First off, sit down. <laughs> Let me talk to you for a second, son. Um, you can't compare these. You can't compare. You cannot put Serena Williams in the same breath as Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. You can't. No, sir. Uh-uh. You have to be, for you to be a tennis player or something like that, you have to be so far ahead of everybody else in your sport to even compete with these guys. Because I don't think, I think Serena Williams doesn't even have the most grand slams. She's not the greatest so, player of all time. So, yeah. So, anyway, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. But what I'm saying is what she actually said was she sees Tom Brady as inspiration for her to be, I think she's 39, to win again. She didn't say anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was her fans. I'm I know. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. Now, you're obviously going to say Jordan is the greatest team athlete of all time. In my opinion, the greatest athlete in modern history. I'm going to say Tom Brady is. Okay. Seven championships, mm-hmm. six with the Patriots, goes to the Bucks, wins another one. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael Jordan stayed with the Bulls and had a hell of a run, mm-hmm. but he didn't go just pick up and go to another team and win a championship. No. Michael Jordan plays offense and defense. So he was, he was on the defensive end too. So – he contributed on both ends. Tom Brady had to have had to rely on a defense as well. I mean, you got 21 other guys that you're trying to rely on as well. Whereas There's a lot of uh, things you don't have any control over. Exactly. Yeah. And in basketball, one guy can take over. Yes. One guy can take over. But you need a team to be great. You do. You need a team to be great. So one player can make all the difference. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, but a one quarterback can make all the difference too. Oh, obviously, Tom Brady just proved that. 
saying. He took a seven and nine team last year to the Super Bowl and it's won it. And that's the only thing that changed. Probably the hardest job in sports, dude. Mm-hmm. I would say. Like people say the hardest thing to do in sports is hit a hit a baseball. And I'm like, I don't know. I, there's so much shit that you're having to calculate in your brain for a matter of seconds. And I also think there is a difference between best and greatest. Yes. There's only really a couple years where Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the league. Oh, no. I mean, that's, that's, that's been the same point I've been making is he's not going to pad the stat book. So I think there's a difference between best and greatest. Like, I don't think anybody's going to argue that Tom Brady is the best quarterback like next to Mahomes. In the world right now? I'm yes. Yeah. Better than Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady? Yeah. Would as you far as just ability and uh, like I That's what I'm about, saying. What I'm, I'm saying is stats. Is I'm, I'm, I'm saying, saying greatest. I'm saying just stats. Mm-hmm. Being able to come in year in, year out and just like okay, so like Peyton and his I, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers had a better year statistically than Tom Brady. Everybody really. Okay. So I'm saying there's a difference between best and greatest. Yeah, yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, I would say, is a better quarterback than Tom Brady is right now. Okay. The only reason why I'm being hesitant on that is athleticism. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Arm, yeah, no doubt. Um, the dude can pull off some throws that are just like I posted that. I posted somebody made a meme of him throwing six inches off the ground, completely horizontal, only for the dude to drop it. Yes. Like he threw two passes that would be a glitch in Madden. Mm-hmm. And the guys just dropped them. Um, but like I said, we put up his stats for the Super Bowl for Brady's stats in the Super Bowl, and they're not crazy stats. But he knows okay, I'll tell you this, what BJ Armstrong said about Jordan is like everybody else is playing basketball, and he just figured out how to win. He wouldn't play the same game everybody else was playing. And that's kind of how Brady is. That's what I'm saying. He's just he's playing to win. He's mm-hmm. not playing to get MVP. He's not playing to get 5,000 yards. He's playing to win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you look at him, like, okay, I, I, I'll tell you the best way to sum that up. I'm mad. If you play Madden, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, their number, their Madden scores will be way higher than Tom Brady's. Exactly. Yes, but so it doesn't mean they're better. I, I understand. I was, I'm confusing myself. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying there's a difference between best and greatest. There is very much a difference. The greatest of all time is Tom Brady. No doubt. But you could argue that he's not the best quarterback of all time. You could argue that, yes. So I'm saying. When you get to mechanics and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think his attributes – Nobody would want Tom Brady's attributes as a quarterback. The draft, nobody wanted. When you start looking, at, do you want his arm over Patrick Mahomes? No. Over Josh Allen? No. Over guys like, do you want his legs over Michael Vick? Over Lamar Jackson? No. No. Do you want I, the only thing you could argue is like his the his head, the way he sees the game. His game, and it'd probably happen. come down to him and like Peyton Manning. That's really it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who else would be in that category as far as just a, a cerebral quarterback? Mm-hmm. 
it's really just them two. Like they were intertwined for so long anyway, but I'm, off the top of my head, I really can't think of anybody that's in their category as far as like, they're, they're just smarter than you. Yeah. They're just going to have thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. Because like one of the best documentaries ever he has painted was Brady Six. Was the six guys that got six quarterbacks that got drafted ahead of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest documentaries you'll ever watch in sports. And looking back, especially now, you're like, how? But you didn't know. Looking at him on draft day, you're like, it's bad. You're worth a six round pick. You watch him in the combine. Yeah. And dude, I watched a thing of him doing the, the quarterback skills challenge. Like, he was an established quarterback. Like, I think he had a Super Bowl by this point. And he's in it. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, he's bad. Like, as far as like athleticism, it's really bad. And that's why it, when I'm talking about the best and the greatest, yes. do you want a guy who's going to go out there and put up 500 yards, a couple touchdowns? Or do you want a guy who's going to go out there and win the game? I think, honestly, yes, that's what you want. But I think he's such a one in a million shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not going to get that again in our lifetime. No. You're not going to get a diamond in the rough like that in our lifetime. It's going to be hard for somebody to win seven Super Bowls. Well, just to win like that guy does. Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, I, told, I told my buddy, same thing I told you. I said it on this podcast. I was like, give it 20 years. He's going to be president. Yeah. And Greg laughed at me. I was like, laugh all you want. I'll rem- This is different from me and you, Greg. I will remember. <laughs> and I'm petty. Yeah. He'll be president one day. Because uh, all it takes is somebody to tell him he can't do it. Pretty much. And that's it. He'll run tomorrow. And he's still pissed off about that, the the draft. The things that people wrote about him and everything. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's on his refrigerator at home. It's motivation. Yeah. He's like, I, and I As if he needs more. He's in a chair going, and I took that personal. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. So he comes back to the debate of who's the goat of goats. The thing with Jordan, the reason why I would put Brady way ahead of LeBron is Brady had went to 10 Super Bowls and won seven. That's crazy. LeBron went to 10 finals won four. That's not good. I don't give a damn. That's not good. So that's why he's not in the debate. And I've gone on and on about this. I'm not going to go on and on about those two. The reason why Brady's in the debate, and it's really hard to compare apples and oranges, man, because it's two completely different sports. Both things are really hard to accomplish. But the thing is, it comes down to I can't even really use the undefeated because it's so hard to win one Super Bowl. It's so hard just to win one, much less win that in the longevity of it and all this. If he, if, if his dad wouldn't have died, would he have won seven? Probably. 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 Because that that Bulls team would have walked right through Houston. There ain't no way. Houston, as far as I'm concerned, the interim champions of the NBA. They won because one guy was gone. They won two in a row. And they, you know, they won the year that he came back for like a half season. And then they won before that. Does another NBA team have seven championships? Hmm? Does another NBA oh, team man, have time. seven championships? Well, that's where it gets silly. When it, when you're going into like the old school NBA, the amount of championships the Lakers and Celtics have, it's silly because they had all the best players and they had limited teams. So you only had to beat a handful of guys. So 
does I know an, where you're going. Does with. another franchise have seven Super Bowls? That's a crazy stat. What you're what you're trying to be real coy about? Not so much. But it, it's so back in the day when the league was tiny. Yeah. No team ran up seven Super Bowls. Oh, back in the day. Back it, in the it day, was the Celtics and everybody else. I, I'm talking about in the NFL. Oh, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When the the league was small, not no, that many no, teams. No. And still, they didn't win seven Super Bowls. That was before the salary cap. You can go get all the best players. Yeah. Tom Brady's now playing in the salary cap era. And now he has more Super Bowls than any franchise. So, that's all I'm saying. Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls in the hardest era to win Super Bowls. In fact, he has more Super Bowl trophies than any other franchise. Is basically what you were getting. Yes. That's, That's the only reason why I'm giving you this debate. It's because even I'm sitting here going, God damn. Jesus the, Christ. The Patriots have six because of Tom Brady. Yes. And then the Steelers went. have six. And that's been done over. Because of you. Like, you're the reason. Yes. Like, you're life for <laughs> They have six, and that's over 50 years now. Long time. Anybody else? There's only two that have six. Yes. And then does 49ers have five? 49ers have five. Cowboys have five. Uh, Giants have four. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have Cowboys have five. Five. Mm-hmm. So they're very limited. And now one man has more Super Bowls. I mean, somebody even put this up. Said this, and he finally caught Robert Ory. I said, "Shut the fuck up." You know, Robert Ory has seven championships. So, like, that's I think it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah. Where people are like, "Oh, he finally caught up to Robert Ory," but. It, as dominant as because that's the thing is that on Jordan's end now you got a guy that is the best player in the world and the best winner on the world too he's both and you're talking about he plays defense too it's like he was a shut down uh, guard like he, Tom, oh. Tom Brady in the Eagles Super Bowl threw for 500 yards he still lost that Super he Bowl he did everything the defense he could not help him <laughs> he did everything he possibly yes in that game but what I'm saying is it's almost an to me, the reason why nobody can dethrone him is because he was the – if you were to make a character on 2K, that's who you make. You make Jordan in his prime, anywhere from 92, 93, or 96. That guy, that's who you want on NBA 2K because he's going to light you up on one end and he's going to shut you down on the other, and he's going to freaking run his team to the ground until they get their shit together and they're on his level. So it's like I said, it's apples and oranges. You can't. It's hard to compare them. What's it take for Brady to take the top spot? He is eight. He's. he's You're going to admit it. He's coming back next year. He he's going to have the whole team. If he goes back to back on Super Bowls. He's ethereal at that point. Okay. Like I would send him to Children's Hospital and have him lay like cure cancer. And as we said, you can't count him out. No, not now. No, no there you go. Fucking way. Yeah. He, and I'm asking. For a really hard thing for him to do, but even I, he wins eight Super Bowls. Well, he's pretty much winning a Super Bowl every other year. So to think he ain't coming back for two more years might be insane. If he wins eight Super Bowls, forty-four years, he'll be forty-four by mm-hmm. now. Forty-four years of age, he wins eight Super Bowls. You finally going to admit it? There's yeah. There's no getting around it. I mean, <laughs> goddamn, dude. It just rings on rings in an era that I'm a Falcons fan. We can't get one 
Exactly. We can't get one. And he just walked into your division and took one. Just took it. <laughs> His first year. So, um, real quick before we take a break, there was the the parade was today. They did a, like a <laughs> they did a boat parade. Um, so. Brady showed up in his $2 million yacht. Go figure. Um, Tom Brady's got the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy with him. Uh, He's got it on his boat. He decides to make like a 20-yard throw from boat to boat with the Lombardi Trophy. And I just said, he doesn't even care about the trophies anymore. Once you win so many of them, you don't care. He tossed it across the ocean. (laughs) I don't I don't know who it was to it would make sense if it was Gronk. they caught it yeah somebody caught it on the other boat he threw it he threw it, he threw it. yeah over water yes but you would probably float still no i doubt it could you imagine any- i don't think that thing's gonna float well no because the bottom's very heavy <laughs> no, Shit, it's, right. it's pretty heavy but i'm talking about like the, the, no the it's, it's gonna sink follow, it's gonna sink but the, the base of it's heavy it will sink but i mean could you imagine somebody throwing a stanley cup like that that thing's heavy too I know, but you could still throw it. It would be almost, if anybody else did, it'd be disrespectful, is what I'm saying. Well, you'd be shocked by the things that people do to the Stanley Cup. I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about that. Let's take a break. (laughs) All right, let's take a break real quick. All right. We'll wrap up on the Super Bowl real quick. You wanted to talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, because we talked about the other days. I brought up that he... Spent seven million dollars of his own money mm-hmm. for this one show, and which is kind of crazy because you would think a label would do that, but I think artists are starting to get away from labels doing stuff on their own or whatever. And um, so good for him, it was a good, it was a really great show. Um, but we were talking about like you had just found out a few days ago that he actually did not get his ass kicked, he didn't get plastic surgery, it was a character. I thought he just lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. I thought he went and got plastic surgery and just fucked his shit up. Yeah, he saw Face Off one time, and he's like, I want to look like Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what you thought was going to happen. But <laughs> but he comes out, he does, and of course, it's the biggest stage there is. So, of course, there is nothing on that face. Because it's basically a billboard for him, for his brand, for his career, and everything. All the background dancers were all bandaged up. So they still got that in there, but I was, I thought the show was really good. One of the better halftime shows I can remember. Pretty sure he was singing too. Mm -hmm. Now the guys on violins, I don't think there was anything coming out of that. I think that was all pretty, I think the only thing that was live was his mic, Mm -hmm. which is good enough because that dude's literally all over the field with this stuff. Their set looked cool. The presentation of it was cool. And then the memes that came from him being lost in a hall of mirrors is great. <laughs> was it you that sent me the one? Maury says, you yeah. are not the father. <laughs> um, somebody sent me another one that was pretty good. But, yeah, I, I thought we need to touch on that because, one, that's a, he did a really good job. I don't think you'll ever do as well as Prince's halftime. That's the benchmark as far as I'm concerned because, one, it, was a, it rained, and he's wearing high heels, and the stage is slick. And the guitar they gave him at one point was out of tune. He still pulled it off and still nailed it because he's fucking Prince. Mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest halftime show of all time. But the weekend put up a good little, he put up a good fight. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a really good show. Mm-hmm. And it didn't affect the game at all because the Falcons didn't play. Yeah. 
But I just thought we need to touch on that because he did a good job. Good for him. And then the other thing, um, the big story that I sent to you uh, was the streaker that ran across yes. the field. We were watching it and saw this dude with like bright shoes and looked like a onesie. Yes. A thong of some sort. And so after uh, after the game, uh, after that night, it got reported and uh, some guy put out that the streaker that ran across the field, he met him, talked to him at the restaurant the next morning. Um, I was talking to him about it. And the story was that the guy that was streaking across the field put a $50,000 bet on a prop bet if there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl okay. at plus 750 odds. Okay. So it pays out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this guy decided he's going to put a $50,000 bet that there's going to be a streaker on the field and then says, I'm just going to do it myself. Goes to the Super Bowl, streaks across the field, apparently paid $1,000 to get out of jail. And supposedly his buddy did a diversion so that he could get out there. Yes. But he yep. sent his buddy first and mm-hmm. said, I'm going to give him, you know, 10 grand or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You run first, then I'm running on the field. That way they're distracted with you. I'm going to take off across the field. Good plan. Sure. Yeah. Worked. You made it all the way to the other end zone. <laughs> yeah. His slide is what was so great. Yeah. I brought this up to people. I was like, watch his slide again. Because they didn't get it. I was like, he slid perfect. I'm like, okay. I was like, watch it again. That dude was about to knock his brains out with a tackle, and he went right under him. You couldn't have done it better than he did it. Alabama quarterback Mac Jones needs to learn how to slide from him. Yeah, maybe he needs to wear that outfit. So, um, anyway, he put the $50,000 bet on it um, and paid the $1,000 to get out of jail. And then he cleared $374,000. Not bad. Which is genius. Absolutely genius. You texted me, you said, this guy's smarter than Elon Musk. Yes. (laughs) If if that's the first time someone's thought about that and going, I'm going to bet on a streaker running across the field. I'm going to be the streaker. But you wonder why hadn't anybody done that to this point? I don't know. And then there's there's theories that it's not true that you can only put so much money on a prop bet like that in Vegas because they were saying that someone else placed the prop bet. He himself personally didn't bet it. He had a friend bet it for him. Well, I mean, that would make sense. Fraud. That would make sense if somebody else because if he did, if he put the bet himself and he did it himself, you know you. You were talking before you hit record about all these different people saying that it's not real and this yeah. and this is and you know what I call them haters. Yep. They're haters. You're coming at I me. I hope it's true. You're coming at me with facts and we don't listen to that. I hope it's true. I want it to be true so bad. Yeah. Because that's that's an unsung hero of the Super Bowl right there. He's got to figure out how to do the system and did it by himself. Like went out there and did it. I yeah. want that's a win. That's an that's Oddly enough, that's kind of the American dream. <laughs> so I want it to be real. Um, but there's, of course, there's going to be people that are going to say, they're going to push their glasses up and go, well, actually. Yeah. The well, actually, people, first off, you're a well, actually person. I don't want to know you. <laughs> I don't ever want to have dinner with you. I don't care about your kids. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed your parents had you. Yeah. So uh, that happened. Other big news from the NFL was the Hall of Fame class. Okay, and you were very, very happy about this Hall of Fame. So we're going to move on from the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame class. This was a good Hall of Fame class. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I'll just go ahead and tell you who all was in this Hall of Fame class as far as players go. So you had Peyton Manning, 
Yep. Not bad. First ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. No brainer. Oh, yeah. Calvin Johnson, first ballot Hall of Famer. No brainer. His, his career was cut short because the Detroit Lions hate him. Yeah. I think it's mutual. Yeah. It should be. Um, Charles Woodson. Okay. Drew Pearson, which I told you was on the All-Decade team. I think it's the 1970s All-Decade team. Only player on the All-Decade team to not be in the Hall of Fame. Last year, he thought he was getting in. He had a whole watch party. There was cameras there. He didn't get in. And he pitched his pitch. He's like, and from the NFL play with me or whatever. Like, he cried, didn't he? Yes. He cried. He like got upset. He left. And it was a whole deal. Yeah. And I think that's why he got in this year. He, <laughs> Although he should have already been in. Yeah. He should have already been in. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in. But I think because that video got leaked and he had the whole watch party and everything, then it feels like we gotta let this guy. It sucks for him. <laughs> yes, but there's no way to, to pitch a fit and still look cool. Yeah. So Drew Pearson got in, uh, and then John Lynch, also. I think that was all. Oh, and then Alan Fanick. I'm forgetting Alan Fanick, who played for the Steelers, longtime guard, great offensive lineman, deserved to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, good class. Yeah. Um, the main thing I want to talk about from that was. I was looking at Charles Woodson, and when you think of lists of all-time great defenders, I don't ever see Charles Woodson's name on it. You always see there's Lawrence Taylor, there's Reggie White, Mejo Green, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. All those dudes are always on that. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is another one. All these guys, if you're rounding out like a top ten list, all those dudes are on it. They're all very flashy, too. You really think about it. Yeah. yeah. Charles Woodson, I would make an argument. I don't know if I make the argument he needs to be number one all time greatest defender. But man, if anyone's got the stats to back up being the all time greatest defender, it might be Charles Woodson. Okay. Because let me best clarify this is when we're sitting there in the Super Bowl and he goes, I want to tell you something. Do you want me to wait till the podcast to tell you this, or do you want me to tell you now? And I was like, just wait. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at Charles Woodson's stats, and if you go to his Wikipedia page, his career highlights and awards and stuff goes on and on and on. So, starting in high school, he was named Mr. Football Ohio, best player in, high, uh, in football high school in the state of Ohio. He was USA Today High School All-American. He went to Michigan. He played with Tom Brady. He was two-time first-team All-American at Michigan, 1996-97. Mm-hmm. 95, he was the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. 97, he wins Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. 97 also, these are all 97 awards. Okay. This was his senior year. Michigan, um, of course, won the National Championship that year. So he won Big Ten Player of the Year, Sporting News Player of the Year, the Jim Thorpe Award, Chuck Bednarik Award, Bronco Nagurski Trophy, Walter Camp Award. He won the Heisman Trophy. He's the only primarily defensive player to ever win the Heisman Trophy. Really? Ever? Yes, ever. He played a little bit of kick returner and a little bit of wide receiver too, but he was the only primarily defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. You know who he beat out for the Heisman Trophy that year? What year is it? 97. Peyton Manning. 
You're absolutely right. God damn. What the fuck? Okay. Charles Woodson beat out Peyton Manning for the Heisman Trophy. That's crazy. And what's known as a quarterback award. Mm-hmm. All right. If all the quarterbacks to beat Peyton Manning, you beat the forehead. There you go. He was a national champion. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to the NFL. He was uh, the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. He uh, He's on the NFL 2000 All-Decade Team. He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2009. Four-time four second-team All-Pro, four-time four first-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, and Super Bowl champion. Goddamn. Dude has all the awards. Now, his trophy case has to be insane. Who did he play his majority of his career with? He played with uh, the Raiders and Packers. Was it split? Pretty much. Okay. Um, let's see. He played from 98 to 2005, so seven years with the Raiders. He played 2006 to 2012 with the Packers. Then he went back to the Raiders for two more years. That's crazy. Like, did you go back and look up the other guys to see how they compared? Let's I'll pull up Lawrence Taylor. In his last, Charles Woodson's last season, I think he was 42 or so, 41. Mm-hmm. How old was he? he? He was, he might have been right at 40, mm-hmm. I think. He was the second highest rated DB in the league at 40, playing DB. That's a lot of running. That's insane. That's a lot of athleticism on that one. Um Let's see. I'll pull up Lawrence Taylor. That's kind of just insane. I mean, because there's really nothing else you can win. I'm saying top to, from high school to NFL, like all the awards he won. It's insane. The only person I can think of that, that off the top of my head, as far as going from high school, college to professional, that sounds like that is Kareem. So... Different sport, but whatever. I guess he didn't win an NFL MVP. But that's really hard to fucking do as a defensive player. Especially when the league went to pass heavy. Yes. Yeah. When they limited how much DBs could do. Yeah. It's really hard to get that. He played an era when it's hard to be a DB. Hell, now to get defensive player of the year, you don't even have to be the best. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Lawrence Taylor was two-time Super Bowl champion, NFL Most Valuable Player, 1986, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So Lawrence Taylor did get MVP. Yeah. That's what I say. This is 1986, though. A lot of coke. (laughs) Uh, Eight-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team, ten-time Pro Bowler, NFL Sacks leader. He's on the – that's another thing. Like, he's not even – Charles Woodson's not even on, like, the 100th anniversary all-time team. Should be. Um, he's on the 1980s all-decade team. Um, two-time NFC player of the year, 100 sack club. But I'm, this was all NFL. Yeah, well, you're not going through college and he, all that other Yeah, stuff. he didn't win the Heisman. He didn't win all the, the Bronco Nagurski, the Jim Thorpe Award. Complete career. Yes. is what you're saying. I'm If you look at his Charles Woodson's trophy case – as far as like different awards and everything, of course, Tom Brady's trophy case is insane. But his college isn't. High school isn't. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady won a national championship in Michigan. Yeah, but he didn't do that. No, 
Yeah. No. The only person I can think of off the top of my head, as far as complete, like I said, is Kareem. Because like that's one thing a lot of kids. I I wasn't old enough to watch Kareem play, yeah. but if you were talking about who's the greatest college basketball player of all time, it's him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, have you ever looked his stats up? I, like, you can look it up quicker than me. Like, that dude, I, I think at least three national championships in college. And just that's the only person I can think of off the top of my head. Because, like, MJ, MJ had to earn everything. So, mm-hmm. like. But I'm saying, just Charles Woodson, best player in high school. I didn't know any Charles Woodson, best player in college. Charles Woodson, best player in the NFL. Like, it's bad man. Yeah. And you won't find his name on like any like top ten list. It right never now. gets brought up. No. He never gets brought up in the same breath as the ones that we said. Yeah. And but I also think that has something to do with it is that he to my knowledge, he wasn't really flashy. No. Lawrence Taylor was flashy because he'd kill you. <laughs> he would talk. Ray Lewis was flashy because he would kill you and he would talk. Deion Sanders is Deion Sanders. Um Ed Reed really didn't talk either. Ed, Ed Reed kind of just his play spoke for himself. Knock your ass out. He would, but I mean, he wasn't like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like you look up like here's the NFL all-time team. This is 2019 uh, cornerbacks. Mel Blunt deserves to be up there. Willie Brown. All these guys deserve to be mentioned. But Daryl Green, Mike Haynes, uh, Not Train Lane, Deion Sanders, Rob Woodson. It's not a bad lineup. Um, safeties were Jack Christensen, Kent Houston, Ronnie Lott, Ed Reed, Emlyn Tunnel, and Larry Wilson. I, I put Rob Wood, uh, Charles Woodson in there. Oh yeah, from what you told me, yes, because I didn't. I knew very little about that guy. Yeah, like I had to look up who he played for because I couldn't remember. Yeah, you would have never known. You would have never known that he was that. Let's say we got a Bleacher Report article pulled up. I want to see if they got him. Got him on here. I doubt it. But you know, I mean, Lawrence Taylor's on here. Mean Joe Green. Who do you want to Super Bowl? Right? Who do you want to Super Bowl with? Green Bay. Green Bay. So he has one Super Bowl. It's the one Aaron Rodgers won. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ronnie Light, every you won't ever pull up a list and see Charles Woodson's name. It's weird. Should be up there. It's very. He should be mentioned. It's very odd that you really don't hear about him a lot. Yeah. And the dude, it's a complete career. Yeah. Top to bottom, I mean, career-wise, he did everything you could. I think uh, winning the Heisman Trophy. That's unfortunate. That winning no the Heisman way. Trophy as a defender is insane. Unheard of. If you think about trying to do that now, it ain't happening. You have to be just a shutdown defender. It ain't happening. You have to be the the greatest defender anybody's ever seen to win it now. Uh, you're not even going to like The last person to get invited was Manti Teo. And I think that's because he had a fake girlfriend. They ever find her? No, she wasn't real. <laughs> well, he was a dude. He got catfished. <laughs> oh, is that what the whole thing was? He got yes. catfished? Yes. Oh, shit. I thought he just made it up. No. Okay. Well, I never really looked into that. So he was being catfished all yes. the time. He never even he never even yeah. thought mm-hmm. to see this person in person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just makes it better. No. I thought he made this up. No, he's getting catfished. Well, that's just wonderful. That's yeah. that's that's just that's okay. That's funny now. It, uh, but what I'm saying, it's hard to even get an invite. No, to be one of the finalists. I mean, and for him to win it over Peyton Manning. If you're gonna beat somebody, that's man. the guy you're gonna beat. 
That's one thing I was thinking of too. And I, I, I said this to you is like, they were inducting Peyton Manning in the hall of fame. How crazy. And you have to be retired for five years before you're eligible. Correct. Yes. Um, so he has been gone from the league for five years. He's been put in the hall of fame the same weekend that his contemporary Tom Brady is winning his seventh championship. That's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um, and I think we were talking about the hall of fame and everything like to be inducted into the hall of fame, you have to be dominant at your position. Yeah. It's not necessarily you don't have to win Super Bowls. You just have to be good at what you do. You got to be dominant. And like Calvin Johnson was dominant for the, I think he played eight years. For the eight years he played for Detroit, he was dominant. You don't get the name Megatron for no reason. Yeah. So but you asked me about somebody. Should they I be? I was a- about to bring it up. Okay. Um, I'm going to see who would be Hall, first ballot Hall of Famers for next year. For five years. Okay. Let's see. So DeMarcus Ware, it says DeMarcus Ware headlines first year eligible Hall of Fame candidates for 2022. And I don't think I mentioned Charles Woodson was, uh, he was first ballot Hall of Fame too. So. So DeMarcus Ware, um, Receivers Andre Johnson played for the Texans. I remember. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be first ballot Hall of Fame. No, he's good on Madden though. He was great. Um, Steve Smith. I don't think he's first ballot Hall of Fame. He's first ballot Hall of Fame shit talker. Yeah, that's for sure. If Gary Payton played football, it'd be Steve Smith. If they don't, if Steve Smith gets into the Hall of Fame and his bus doesn't have him talking, <laughs> talking shit, it should be like animatronic. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he should just talk trash to the, the people that are visiting the museum. Um, That's pretty funny. That'd be pretty good. Now, I don't see him on here. I don't think I made that up. It would be about right. What you The person you're talking about, that seems about right, because he's been gone for a minute. Other guys, Anquan Bolton, Tony Romo, uh, Chad Greenway, Mario Williams, Robert Mathis, and Vince Wilfork. Not a lot of first ballot Hall of Fame guys. I don't think, Tony, I don't think Tony Romo's first ballot. I, Nothing against the guy, but but the do you want to say who you were looking for? Well, I'm trying to see if that's right. Because they didn't even mention him in that article. Yeah, I, it's either this year or next, or you know, next couple of years. At he least. is. He, this is next year will be the first year that he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, and that's Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. Now, he only did one thing. He did it exceptionally well, though. He dominated the kick return game. You redefined it. He's like, the greatest returner of all time. He took what Dion did and did it better. Yeah. And you asked me, do you think he's a first ballot? And I said, man, I don't know. But when you say the one thing that he was good at, he nobody was better than him. So I'm saying, you don't, you don't necessarily have to win championships. To make it in the Hall of Fame, you have to have a dominant career. And Devin Hester primarily was kick returner. Yeah, played a little bit of wide receiver. A little bit for when he was in Atlanta, he was a receiver for for, for a good bit. Yeah, um, but, but he was never known for being a receiver. So the one Super Bowl he goes to, what happened? The first play. 
returning for a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> On the biggest stage of it, it was against the, the Colts, right? Yeah. Bears, Colts. The first time they kick off, did they kick off to him again after that? No. No. <laughs> and it's just kind of odd because it doesn't come down to being the fastest guy in the world. It comes down to being able to read the field, I would guess. And he could just do it better than everybody else because, like, athletic-wise, he wasn't the most athletic guy that's ever played football. He was good. He was He was in the – but, I mean, what I'm saying is he wasn't like a super athlete. He made people look silly. He did, but I think it's just you need to watch some videos like him at Miami when he was returning kicks in Miami. I think I think he just saw the field better. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure. I he think there's a lot, There's a lot of intangibles to being able to do that because if if anybody could do it, it'd be but one guy, mm-hmm. and the only other one that was in the conversation with was Dion. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how many how many uh, touchdowns did he get just from kickoff returns? Kickoff returns? He had five kickoff returns. He had 14 punt return touchdowns. So he had 19 touchdowns on special teams. And most of those were in the early. Like, he had three in his first year, punt returns, two kick returns, uh, four in his second year on punt, two on kick returns in his second year. And then people just quit kicking to him. Yeah, the stats are going to go down because they just took his opportunities away from him. You're not even talking about the yards that he got, the ones he didn't score on. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see. He had – his career was 7,333 kick return yards. And he had 3,700 yards punt return. It's crazy. Maybe. Like, of all the people you named, of all of them, he should be first uh, of All the people I just named, yes. if there's first ballot, DeMarcus Ware, maybe. Then it's Devin Hester. The rest yeah. of them's not. If it's that class, then he's first ballot. Yeah. Because he was specialized in what he did, but he was the best ever did it. Like I said, you just got to be dominant at your position. And who was more dominant than Devin Hester? Nobody. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. And they, he could have done more, but they just, like I said, they took his opportunities away from him. Yeah. You were dumb if you kicked to him. You were really fucking stupid if you kicked to him. But the fact he did that many with punt returns is crazy, too, though. Yeah, he, I mean, he passed Ian Sanders for return touchdown. Uh, he has the most return touchdowns in NFL history. I mean, this is on the NFL website. It's officially the greatest returner in NFL history. I mean. It's not close. Yeah. I think he should be first ballot. Yeah, out of that class, yes. Definitely over Tony Romo. Yeah. Tony Romo's a better commentator than he was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You find your talent sometime in life. But, no, yeah. Between Charles Woodson, hey, that's kind of crazy. But, yeah, now that I think about it, if that's the class, if that's the competition, yeah, he's first ballot. Well, obviously, you have the guys from years past that still can get in. Those were just the first ballot Hall of Famer guys. This is the first year they're eligible to get yeah. in. Yeah. Do it. Because you got thin list to begin with. So yeah. Do it. I mean, he earned it. I think so. Yeah. You got anything else to add? Which is more impressive to you? Okay, for people that don't know who Joey Diaz is, Joey Diaz is a comedian, podcast host, known for doing a lot of narcotics, correct? He has a tolerance for marijuana and THC that I don't know if anybody else has that kind of a tolerance. Which is more impressive? 
the amount of milligrams of THC that Joey Diaz has ingested versus the amount of alcohol that Andre the Giant ingested. Um, <laughs> I didn't see this question coming. Nope. Um, this is called a curveball. Give you an example. There was one story that Andre sat down and drank 105 beers. It was nothing. 105 canned beers. I think that is more impressive. But there's stories of Joey Diaz popping five stars of death that are 150 milligrams. No, 200 something milligrams a piece. Pop five of them <laughs> like that. There's talk of him going in the 2000, 2500 range, maybe three. But you're talking alcohol poisoning. Well... Dude, you you, die. you you technically can't die from THC, but man, it could put you in a hole. I know, but you could die from alcohol. You, you could. <laughs> I just, this is just something I thought of the other day, and I asked my wife. I, I think it's more impressive to put down 105 beers, because I think if I did that, but, I'm dead. But one guy's a giant. Okay. Still, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> Which is more impressive? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the goat of goats? Uh, in sports, Andre Johnson or <laughs> Andre, Andre the Giant or uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. We can wrap it up on that one. Uh, I think that's all we got. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.